0: Okay, so we are talking about, I am a leader. Amen. Somebody say, I am a leader. I am a leader. Oh, declare that I am a leader. I am a leader. It's better to be a leader, because you can guarantee where your destination will end, than to be a follower who ends up in the ditch following an unfortunate leader. Amen. So we've talked about, we started from Jeremiah, isn't it? Jeremiah 1, I'm not going to read. We got to um, verse 10, isn't it? Verse 10, 11. See, I've set this day, see, I've this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Hallelujah. The, the duty of a leader is to do what? Root out. You see, if you're a leader and they are evil or there is evil, there is something going on wrong in your department or in the people that you are leading or the people that you are supposed to be uh, in charge of and you are not able to root out, then I question your leadership. Are you with me? Sometimes what you need to do is to put it on your knees. Sometimes you have to rebuke. Are you getting what I'm saying? But whatever it is, wrong is wrong. And don't be a leader, a good leader who lives with the wrong thing around them. See, there's a difference between Aaron and Moses. Aaron was supposed to be a leader, okay? Moses left Aaron in charge, and he went to worship in the mountain to have a meeting and discussion with God for the commandment that was supposed to guide the people. When Aaron left, sorry, when Moses left, Aaron gave in to the whimsies of the people. The people wanted to dance naked before a golden calf like what the world does. Are are you getting it? And as a leader instead of rooting out and uprooting the evil, he condoned and connived with them. And when uh, when Moses came, He said, it was not me, the people said that you had been gone for too long. And they were not sure whether you were still alive or not. So they decided to give me all the rings that they took from Egypt. And then I took all the rings from them and I threw the ring into the fire and then came a golden calf. Read your Bible, you see exactly how I'm describing it. That's how he said, I mean, how ridiculous does that sound? (laughs) A golden calf doesn't come out when you throw uh, gold chains and rings and and bracelets into the fire. A golden calf doesn't come out. For a golden golden calf to come out of rings, somebody must have sculpted it, molded it. Are you with me? And then melted the gold. And used the gold to smear on the calf. It's a deliberate thing. Are you with me? What what, what I'm trying to say is that if there is evil going around you, and you don't lift up your voice against it, it's not an accident that you are included in the evil. Because... When you throw, you try. When you go home, take your gold chain or gold ring and put it in fire and see whether a golden calf will come out. <laughs> it as a golden calf will never come out. What will come out is a melted gold. Hallelujah. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So, you see, in your room, in your little environment, in your faculty, in your, in your uh, um, chapel or something, when something is wrong, it is wrong. And your duty as a leader is to uproot it. Are you getting it? Yeah. To uproot, sometimes you have to uproot on your knees. Sometimes you've got to confront. See, most of us don't like confrontation. Uh, hello. Most of us don't know how to confront, so we say, Oh, Pastor, uh, you know, like somebody's stealing something and you have caught him. So, Mr. Thief, if you don't mind, can you please put the thing back down and then don't steal anymore, please? No, 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 you don't deal with the thief that way. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah, see learn how to fight the wrong and not the person. There are two different things. She has done wrong. What I'm fighting is the wrong and not her. Are you with me? So my aggression will be against the wrong, but not directed at her. It's also an art. We'll talk about that later. Amen. To root out, to pull down, to destroy and to throw down. To build. You see, a, a lot of us, we, we also do well at the pulling and throwing down. But the place where we fall down is the place of building back up. Please, if you don't know how to build, don't pull down. Because don't destroy me if you can't build me up. See, the mark of a good leader is that by the time you are leaving the place, the place is built up, not destroyed. All of us know how to destroy you see, uh, I, was, uh, I wanted to register with Fred Lapsons and co. You see, there's, there's a company in this church. They build a lot of things. They are called Fred Lapsons and co. And I told them that, can they post me to the demolition department? <laughs> as for demolition, yes, really. I am very good at it. <laughs> not- Just destroy It's not difficult. So when we're building uh, my office, it used to be a cupboard. One one side was a cupboard and wanted to turn into a boardroom. So my department was given a task, destroy this wall. No problem. No problem. We got a big hammer. Do you know who who the people I had in my department? It was me and Daniel. So I was hitting from one side and then it was hitting from the other side. Very easy. But to rebuild that wall, that is when I knew that it is harder to build than to destroy. Hallelujah. But see, part of leadership is to learn how to encourage people. How to build people up. How to tell people that you can make it. There is more in you than you think. Are, are you getting it? It, it? It's also an art that we must learn. See, encouragement starts with you. Learn to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. Bible says that and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Learn how to. How many don't know how to encourage yourself? Some of us, we don't know how to encourage ourselves. We know how to criticize ourselves. We know how to put ourselves down, but we don't know how to lift ourselves up. Let me show you how to lift yourself up. Look at yourself in the mirror. And say, self, mm-hmm. and let uh, self say, mm-hmm, say you are pretty. Mm, self. self, you are pretty. Mm. Self, you are doing well. You, can make it. you are a winner. <laughs> you can make it. There is more. Listen, I, 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 somebody, somebody sent me a, a, an, a, an email to tell me that I, I was listening, somebody not in this church right now so is listening from somewhere, the, the message I preached, I said that one out of every 12, is it 12 million, what did I say? 12 million, you are one out of 12 million sperms. The person sent me an email, corrected me, saying you are one out of 1.2 billion sperms. <laughs> I said, Pastor, dear Pastor, I want you to know that you made a mistake in your preaching. You said, <laughs> See, you, one, <laughs> one <million. laughs> you said you were one out of 12 million. Pastor, I want to correct you. It's not 12 million. It's 1.2 billion spams. And out of the 1.2 billion spams, guess what? You made you it. Made it. <laughs> See, to swim you up, to swim up the hill. To touch the egg, you need strength. <laughs> you need tenacity. You need some vim. You need some power. And out of 1.2 billion competitors, you emerge successful. So don't let anybody tell you that you are useless. As I said, don't let anybody tell you that you are, not, you are not strong enough. Don't let anyone tell you that you are not pretty enough. Because listen, you are out of the beauty com- co- contest. 1.2 billion competitors. You are the most beautiful. It is the greatest number. How many, how many, I mean, have you seen 1.2 billion people before? It means the whole of China or the whole of India. You came first. (laughs) Can you imagine the whole of India? You came first. Very powerful. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about America. We're talking about North America. We're talking about the whole of India. Amen. And then we started. We went on to verse eleven. Do you remember? Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, see, what do you see? And he said that I see a branch of an almond tree. I think we ended around this, this side, isn't it? A branch of an almond tree. And I said to you that the, the almond tree is, the, the first is that I see a rod. The, go to the, new, or the old um, language, the King James. He says, a rod. Did you see that? Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jamal, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond. And I said to you that the rod stands for authority. Leadership. Do you remember Psalm 23? Thy rod and thy staff, they what? Comfort me. When a shepherd holds, have you seen a shepherd's rod? That big stick with the curve. It's, it's, it's called a, a, a rod or a staff. And he uses it to direct the sheep. And he uses it also to hit the naughty sheep who will go the wrong way. Are you with me? To keep them in line. Are you getting it? And it says that I have set you up as a rod. So know that you are God's correction to somebody. I don't know whether you are getting it. You are God's rod of direction. Are you getting it? So you are supposed to direct people along the path of righteousness. You are supposed to correct people. So never forget that you are a rod. So, if you are going to lead 10 people, you are a rod for the 10. Amen. You are a rod for the 10. You are also the one who is supposed to correct them when they go wrong. So, you are directing them and correcting them. Then I said the almond tree is the first tree to blossom after the winter. Hallelujah. And it's it's not for any... Accident that the prophet God is saying to the prophet, You uh, see a rod of almond tree, which means that you are the initiator of life, you are the initiator of a revival, you are the initiator of right things. How many know that when it's winter, the trees don't grow, isn't it? They have been it, they suspend. They suspend. There's no growth. It it doesn't matter. The thickest forest becomes just an empty space of like little, little strands and little branches, but no leaves. So it stands like that. But when the weather is changing, when there's a revival of the forest, it starts with the almond tree. Which means that when the revival is going to come to this house, it will start with you. Hallelujah. Which means that when you are prompted to pray, it is a sign that the revival is coming. When you don't pray, it's a sign that we are dying. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. How many are with me so far? Yeah. And then, and the verse, next verse. Then the Lord said to me, what have you, you have seen well, I am ready to perform my word. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord came to me a second time. What do you see? And I see I see a boiling pot and it's facing away from the north. Amen. I'm going to run through this quickly because if I'm going to stop, we won't leave. Then the Lord said to me, out of the the north calamity shall break forth and on all the inhabitants of the land, for behold, I am calling... All the families of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord, they shall come, each one, his, and set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against all its walls and ah, You see, all these things happened. All these things happened. When you read, you see that all of these things happened. But that's not what the import of what we are talking about. Against the, all the walls, all the cities of Judah, I'll utterly, okay, go on to the next verse. To the next verse. I'm not interested in this for now. Therefore, prepare yourselves. Arise and speak to them. Amen. All that I command you, do not be dismayed before their faces. That means that don't let their faces scare you. Amen. Lest I dismay you before them. Amen. Don't let... see. People have a way of intimidating you, pastor. With the way they squeeze their face. Mm. Even as a preacher, so now when you are preaching and your eyes are moving, you, will, I will just fall on somebody, and if you don't take it, they will, they will swallow your, your sermon. Today, today, that when somebody's communicating, body language is fifty-five yeah. percent. Yeah, body language is fifty-five percent of the yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and if you are not lucky, a person is, is in front of you. And they can, they can suck up all your anointing and your confidence and preaching before it reaches the next row. <laughs> see if you can get an amen out of me today. <laughs> Prize an amen out of me and see. But let me tell you something. Once God has commanded you, don't be afraid, yeah. don't be intimidated by anybody. See, it's very easy to intimidate people. But if you came to stand to do what I'm doing, you realize that it's not easy. But when you are sitting there, you know, oh, I can do better. And then you start to, you, may, you have made a mistake. Have, no, 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 don't allow them. You have been put there not because you were the best, remember? Our calling—not so many wise after the flesh, not so many noble after the flesh—but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, chosen the base things of this world to bring to naught the things that are. You remember those things we read, isn't it? First Corinthians one twenty-six downwards. In the same way, you are standing here just by grace. You just happen to be his choice. You are the choice of God. You didn't choose yourself. Abraham, you did not choose yourself. Peter, you didn't choose yourself. Paul, remember you were about to go murder when you were chosen. So now that you are chosen, stand firm and do what you have been called to do. Listen, if this church is going to become a great church, It would depend not on only me, the pastor. It would depend on all of us, the leadership we have. See, the church is as strong as the leaders we have. Hallelujah. The church is as good as the leaders we have. So if the leaders we have are fearful, we are going nowhere. Are you with me? And if we are going to make a difference in this city, we will have to face some very, very scary people. (laughs) You will have to face some people with some very nasty attitudes. Some intimidating type of people. And don't allow them to look down on you. Don't allow them to scorn you. Sometimes because of your age, See, if the church is going to go far, you have to speak to people who are twice your age. You have to direct people who are much more experienced than you. So, if you are intimidated by like people's age, people's nomenclatures, people's uh, academic proclivities, acquisitions, and then they are, their are, their are, uh, <laughs> all their their. List of uh, the the list of words, letters that follow their name. Oh, ah.
1: is it, is it, is it,
0: what, what, give me some of yours. Give me some of yours. B S M H M H P D. Please give us some. Oh, give him the microphone. Let him give us some of his. Sound, sound. Give him, hey. Rusil. Sound, sound. sound. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Give us. Start start from L another. Start yeah. from Anag yeah. B A B S C Certificate in no. Focus. So Ben Lam T B S Certific Certificate. No C Focus C Fm D P computing Computing Masters yeah. in uh, Masters in M S M M S M S in M. M, 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 M S Double M S C Yeah, M S C M C phd (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Ah, look at that maybe you to the past that you finished at four five (laughs) you You, you see if you don't take care people use their their big 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 titles you know a friend of mine said that it seems as if your 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 church you have very very intellectuals. I say, listen, me I pastor a lot of clever people, so I can't be daft. <laughs> I have to be clever because I pastor a lot of clever people. you see, so, so, there are some some examples you use in this church. The people who will, will look at you uh, <laughs> I, I used me? but don't allow their academic uh, uh, proficiencies to uh, and all those type of their riches because there are some teachers that they are, they are very rich sorry. people and rich no, people can be very arrogant. And don't do anything. Come and sit there. You know, one day I, I, I finished preaching then this old man was sitting somewhere at the back. When I finished he called me, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I, be, now I'm much older now so, no, it's not too good. but then this was like way back maybe like 2000 this is about 19 years yes. ago the man called me in my church <laughs> come. <laughs> hey. I'm <laughs> was like that. She said, you. You're, you're, you're a nice young man. You're doing well. You remember I, told, I was telling you about this man who caught my, my pastor and said, you should come and do laundry and iron. Yeah, that was him. First time he came to my church, he called me like that come. He was trying to use his age and his world to intimidate me. And he's like, you have to listen to what I say. You know, you are good, you are doing well, but you can do better if you listen to me. (laughs) When I kicked him, he went to my my pastor's church and he was calling him, come and take my wife shopping. Uh, if you want me to come to your church, come and take my wife shopping. Come and fix my tie. Come and, hey. Okay. Yeah. If you are afraid, you will never speak the truth. Yeah. You can't take are you thinking? Because you see that somebody's in the church, the person is married, but the person has another girlfriend and they're sitting on the next row. And you know about it as a pastor. Oh. And you're afraid to talk, talk, because the way they will look at it, if you like, mention it. <laughs> yeah. Remember the scripture. When Paul wrote, it, is, it has been told me of the house of Chloe that there's some illegalities going. In fact, there's some abomination going that a woman is sleeping with a son in the church. And you're all sitting there quiet. Nobody's saying anything. Mm -hmm. See, if you are going to be a good leader, you should learn to do what you're supposed to do without intimidation. See, Chloe was a leader. Are you with me? Her house is the house of Chloe. he's the leader of the. She's the leader of the house. When she saw that something was going on wrong in the church, she picked her paper and pen and wrote to the pastor, who was away. That pastor, something is happening. Meanwhile, the other uh, leaders in the church were quiet. It took Chloe, who was not the main leader, to come and re- to go and report. Are you with me? You see, if you gossip. You, if you tell somebody you can't do anything about it, that's gossip. Yeah. Because the person can't do anything. You. Are you with me? Because you are telling the person a story that they can't do anything about. But if you tell leadership who can correct the wrong, that's no gossip. Are you with me? And never be intimidated to do the right thing. Tell Paul that Paul, this, this woman is sleeping with his child, his son. And let Paul correct it. So now Paul has to shame the leaders. <laughs> are you saying shame the leaders. Because really, if there's something going wrong, and you are a leader, and you know it's going wrong, and you don't say, it, when I come, the person who has done wrong, I won't face them as much as I'll face you. Are you getting it? Because you are the perpetrator of, of evil. Because you see evil, but you're calling evil good. Bible says, woe to them who call evil good, and good evil. Never call evil good. When it's evil, it's evil. And deal with the evil. The thing that person is doing is evil. The person is not the evil person. But that thing is not good. So say it and let it be corrected. Hallelujah. That is how we are going to get a strong church. It takes a strong church to make an impact. And a strong church will only be strong if the leaders are strong. Are you you getting what I'm saying? You see, one of the things we talked about in leadership is that leadership is a team sport. Remember? There is no I in, in leadership. It's a team sport. So we are a team of leaders. And we work together. Which means that we must have the same rhythm. We must have the same mind. The same spirit. Hallelujah. So don't allow fear. Let's move on. Next verse. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes and against its priests and against the people of the land. Last verse. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail. Do you know that evil will always fight good? Evil will always, when there's evil going on and you stand for good, they will always fight you. But they will never prevail. Evil has never prevailed before. And it's not going to start now. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. Hallelujah. Oh, God is going to deliver us. I said God is going to deliver us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've come to the conclusion of leadership. So I'm going to give you like five or six takeaways to take home with you. Is that okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, leadership is a function. It's not a title or an office. So if you are going to be a leader, it's a function. You function as a leader. It's not a post See, I, 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 in, in our day-to-day, we turn the leadership into a post. You see it when it come to the church, you, as soon as you walk into the church. See, the chairs that the leadership sit on is different. It has leather cushions, comfortable, isn't it? And as the level of leadership changes, the, the, the quality of, of chairs, And the design of chair changes until you get to the main leader who sits on the palanquin. (laughs) Are are you getting it? But that is not the import of leadership. Leadership is not about sitting in front or having what do you call it, a big, no, no, no. Leadership is a function, which means that leadership starts from the back. It doesn't start from the front. If you want anything changing, it changes from the back, not the front. Which if you're going to be a leader, you start from the back. <laughs> I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. You start to see, you start, when Abraham started, he was not a leader of many nations. He started as somebody who was an idol worshiper who was instructed, leave your father's house to the land that i show you. Then he took his, his nephew, his wife, and his few servants, and then he followed. Started from the back. The, 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 the fishermen were washing their nets. They were in, uh, with their father, James uh, and John, they were with their father, Zebedee, washing their nets. When Jesus came and said, follow me, they left everything and followed. They didn't follow to become apostles or disciples. Are you with me? They followed as fishermen following after the master because he had called. If you're going to wait till the day you're appointed to start doing something, you're too late. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you're going to wait till the day you're called a pastor to develop love for people, you're too late. Because that appointment will not change your character. If you're going to wait for the day you're called a pastor to start praying three hours every day, to start waking up to pray for people, you're too late. Because leadership doesn't start from the front. It starts from the back. Tell somebody leadership starts from the back. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, leadership is just fulfilling a need. Leadership is fulfilling a, a function. The next thing is that leadership is the fulfillment of a function. So number two is leadership is a fulfillment of a function. Number one is leadership is a function, isn't it? So it's not an office. It's not a title. And I'm saying that second is that leadership is a fulfillment of a function. Which also means that leadership is interchangeable. Yeah. As needed, I should be able to move you. I don't know whether you get it. Yeah. I remember, I remember once... They brought the prayer leader, the leader of the prayer department or the pastor of the prayer department to become the the leader of the choir. I was a member of the choir and we fought against it. because we didn't understand. How do you bring a prayer warrior to become the leader of the music department? When the person doesn't have any good voice, doesn't play any instrument, doesn't know anything about music. Doesn't know anything about music. music. No, 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 no. But you see those days, those days. What, what had happened was that you see when fornication thing starts, it starts from the choir. I'm not saying this church. I'm just saying that. <laughs> in those days, days, I mean, this, this is those days. Yeah, these days it starts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> in, in those days, it starts from there. And yeah, what had happened was, <laughs> I, I mean, this is I'm talking about early eighties. This this issue. Some oh, okay. people were not born. Some people were not born. No, yeah. No, no. Okay. So, so, I mean this was going on and on and it's like the the music director or the pastor in charge of music was only interested in, you know, we are going to sing in this place. Then there's a music concert, he's taking us to go and sing here, he's going to sing here. So it's like we come, we just pray one short prayer and we rehearse and that was it. So the choir was full of very carnal people not spiritual just performing there was no spirituality whatsoever. So the "No, I have to correct this thing. So he brought, best. <laughs> who Michael, best Michael, Michael. <laughs> to there bring. They located Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought the, the prayer, the prayer was the pastor in charge of prayer to come and be there and we're not happy. And they took the pastor in charge of the choir and they put him prayer. in charge of well, prayer. prayer. <laughs> Yeah, and you see when he came, no singing. we were not singing <laughs> because he has to be relevant, <laughs> and where his relevance is, is prayer. So shall we pray? <laughs> hey, now uh, people were leaving the the prayer uh, the choir because like, now the choir turned into a prayer camp. <laughs> But what happened was that that drove away Mm -hmm. this dual character. So that the ones that stayed were the ones who were were really had a heart for God. Not just just the singing. And when that was corrected, they brought the singer back. (laughs) (laughs) Come (laughs) and do the singing. Are are you getting it? What I'm trying to say to you is that leadership fulfills fulfills function. So never say ask for me the only thing i do is usher so i don't move from ushering. as for me all i do is singing so i don't move ask for me all i do is media so i don't move. no 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 as and when you are needed it's interchangeable understand that are you getting what i'm saying because you are there to fulfill a function so whatever the function is because it's a team sport you know in a team you put the best Person for the role. The, the the goalkeeper cannot kick very well, cannot dribble very well, cannot, you know, like attack very well. That's why they keep him in the goal. But he's good with his hands, not with his legs. <laughs> Are you getting the 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 one the attacker is not good with his hands. He's very skillful with his legs, but not his hands. That's why he's he's in the field, he's in front, he's not at the back. So everybody is put at the place where they play well. Have you not realized that when the the, the manager tries to put different people in different places, the team doesn't play very well. Because the one who's supposed to be a defender is being put in a wing or is being put somewhere. That's not their role. They don't perform well. Are you getting it? So leadership is a function. Allow yourself to be malleable, to be moved. Amen. Amen. And you see, there is not, if you're going to be a very good team, if you're going to do very well, we have to be dynamic. Which means that we must allow ourselves to change. So now, now it's not uh, you're just in charge of the choir or you're just in charge of access and that's it. No, no. You're in charge of 30-10. You're in charge of 10 people. If that is what it is, go flow with that and give all your strength to it and make it work. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? You are not with me so far. So the, the third thing is that leadership is third, one, the fourth one. So, sorry? Why are you confusing me? I have four. You have four? Uh-huh. Then you alone, you have four. The rest of us, <laughs> the rest of us are on three, isn't it? Leadership structures are a response to the need. Remember in Acts chapter 6, when the, the Hellenistic Jews were not being, their widows were not being um, looked after, Peter and Cole stood up and said, listen, this, our function is being changed from prayer and ministry of the word to feeding tables. Let us choose among us seven people who can look after the ministration of daily food so that we can give ourselves to prayer and administration of the word. Because the need of the people is such that we need seven people to look after food. So it wasn't there before, but let's create. So let's pick uh, Nakonon. Let's pick, uh, anytime I see your face, I remember Nakonon. Because you were talking about him. <laughs> and Procorius and, uh, uh, and Stephen and all those people. To be in charge of the daily administration. Are you with me? A it's a response to a need. So we need somebody to start a chapel. It's a response to a need. So we say, let this person go and be in the chapel. Because that's the need. Don't say that Pastor doesn't like me. That's why he has moved me from the main church to. No, no. It's a response to a need. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Are, are you okay with me so far? Next one, the place of leadership is a place of honor. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4. No man takes this honor upon themselves, but he receives it when he's called by God, just as Aaron. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's a place of honor. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's a place of honor. Leadership is whatever area you are called into to lead. It's a place of honor. Don't see it as anything but a privilege. You don't qualify. It's not like you have prayed yourself into that position. It's not like you have read yourself into that position. You have been here long. That is why you've been put there. No. There's nothing like I'm here. I've been here since the beginning of the church, so I have to become a pastor. No, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. It's a place of honor. Amen. Amen. In, in uh, First Timothy three thirteen says that for those who serve well as deacons, obtain for themselves a good standing and a great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Amen. It's a place, and if it's going to be a place of honor, then the next thing is that it's a place of great responsibility. Hallelujah! It's it's a responsibility. Amen. Listen, you are responsible for everybody in the hall. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are responsible. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you are responsible. Ian and Damilona, I'm telling you. And Sarah. You guys are responsible. There's a scripture in uh, Hebrews 13. Look at Hebrews 13:17 with me. Is it Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those that must give account. Which means that you will give account one day. <laughs> guys, are you listening to me? Listen, all those guys and girls there, their spirits will be required from you. You know, so if, the, if like they are doing something wrong and you see it and you don't say it's not my issue, and you walk away. One day, he says that, don't, don't put the helmet on, it will help me. He <laughs> says, go back to the, the beginning of the verse. Go back, go back, go back. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you for, and be submissive to them, for they watch for your souls as those that must give account. which that, God is going to ask, he says, where, where is, where is uh, uh, Ariel, where is Ariel? And by now, Ariel is somewhere, God forbid, Ariel is somewhere in the crack house. God forbid, and then immediately says that, where are my whole leaders? What happened? Don't have the spirit of Cain, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, she 's a grown-up, she can take care of herself. No no, no, no. You, you think God didn't know that uh, Abel could take care of himself. but ask, "Where is your brother?" Listen, watch over their souls, because you give account. So pray for them and be watchful for them and encourage them. I haven 't seen her. she hasn't been to church, she hasn't been to meetings, but it 's not my problem. her problem no it's your problem whether you like or not one day you give account the place has gone quiet in case you thought i was talking to all people alone i'm talking to everybody listen the people in the little london where where is auntie what's her name auntie cynthia and uh, many children (laughs) <laughs> do you know where they all are? <laughs> can ask you question? You, are, you, are, you are laughing. Do you know where they all are? Uh, he says he will check with us. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it, it sounds funny, but that is how in the, in the judgment day that's how it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you must pray for us and you must help us to do the work well. Are you with me? Don't, don't make the work difficult for us. That's what the scripture is saying. Be submissive for the watch for your souls as those that must give account of you. Let's go on. Let them do their job with joy and not with grief. For that is not profitable to you. Are you getting it? So make the job easier for those that are in charge of you. Hallelujah. When you go, tell them, show them the scripture. That they should make the job easy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. What number am I on? Let me finish quickly. Number five. Okay. All of you have. Now some people say don't talk again. Okay. (laughs) And effectively that does not let problems stop the promise. Don't let the problems that the person is going through stop the gift of God on the person. Have you not realized that those that have a lot of promise, they are the ones with most problems? How many have realized that? Yes. Those that have the greatest giftings, the greatest anointings, they are the ones that Satan strikes at. And so, please, don't allow their problems to put you off the promise that God has put upon them. Amen. I think I've talked about this. If you're going to be a quality leader, you must have faith. Isn't it? Do you guys have faith? Do you guys have faith that you can have a thousand people in how? In your church, one thousand people okay. see you can, why, not? why not if not your your school has over twenty three thousand students. What is one thousand out of twenty three someone says, hey Next one quickly, <laughs> well then, leadership is consented to by all, but it's limited to a few. That many can become leaders, but only few lend themselves to becoming leaders. I want you to be one of the few. Can you be one of the few leaders in the church? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One day, I want you to stand here and you are preaching. Come, 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 come. You've been told that. Come. Yeah. Come, 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 come. You see, and me, this is how I prophesy. I prophesy as if we are joking and playing. Come, come. Oh, come. Don't be shy. Come. Pastor Sam, one day, come, 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 just come and be by me. One day I was preaching like this in my church in Johannesburg. And I said to this guy that you're a prophet and you don't even know it. By then the guy was living with his girlfriend in some dingy place. They were not married. Their life was all some very mulliganous way. You know, very, very some way. Dodgy, and then when I said that to him, his face changed. His face changed. I didn't, I just like, like, like what I'm doing now. I just said it and I moved on. After the service, he came to me and said, Pastor, I don't know whether you noticed that my face changed. I said, Yes. He said, it's Because somebody has told me this before when I was very young, and for you to have mentioned it today is something. Would you believe that today, as we speak, the guy is a prophet with his church? Yeah. It's uh, called Stanley Makwara. If you Google it, you see him. Stanley Makwara, sitting, some dingy place with his girlfriend. Today he's married, a, a prophet. To go to the house, you have to do hop skip. <laughs> yeah. And when I was saying it to him, it didn't look like what he is today. He's called Stanley Makwara, yeah. So what I'm saying to you, it looks like a joke, but it's not a joke, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Remember, went to the house to dedicate their baby. Uh, I'm telling you. Today, one day he sent me a, a, a message. See? And he called me, Bishop, Bishop. He calls me Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> bishop, today I'm a prophet because of you. As a big church. Hallelujah. so don't be limit don't be one of the uh, don't let it blow past you jump into it consent to it become one of the few do you know that he had uh, Jesus had 120 people following him but only 12 responded to a certain level the rest were just following and we don't know their names be one of the ones whose names are remembered because when we go to eternity their names are a memorial and they will sit in places that are reserved for them because of where they, the position that they are in I pray that you become one of the leaders that God has called for CICC